Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free Potty. I am so stoked because I've got so many life updates, so many things are happening in my world right now and I am just so freaking excited by all of it. Right now, set the scene, I'm sitting in my, I'm going to say like homestay room. It's not quite a hotel, but it's not quite like a homestay. It's like somewhere in between. And we've been living here now for the last, I think, three weeks. And honestly, I literally forgot how much I love Bali. It's just like this Changu is honestly, it's just like this little slice of paradise because you've got everything here. You've got really good gyms, good fitness scene. You've got amazing food, really good cafes. The local food is cheap. It's delicious. It's hectic with all the people and all the traffic. But honestly, like coming from a place where there was like next to nothing, I couldn't be more stoked to be around people. When this episode goes out, I think it will be one week until we fly into Amsterdam. I'm so excited for our European summer. Like, it's like, what? It's happening. We're going. Oh my God. So I am super, super stoked for that as well. Like, you'll see me going to the flower markets, getting my tulips, getting my coffee, getting my croissant, and I'm going to be living my best life, honestly. So yeah, so that will be in one week we'll be flying. I'm like just so excited about it. I haven't even thought about the fact that, you know, we have to be flying. The flight is 15 hours. What? I don't think I've ever had a flight that long, but it will be good because I'm just going to stock up on downloaded Netflix stuff. I'm going to watch season two of Sex Life, which I haven't seen yet. And I'm excited about it because I really loved the first season. I thought it was so good. So really excited about that. As well as I'll probably like just rewatch a little bit of Emily in Paris just to get those European vibes flowing. So yeah, that's me. That's my update. Today, I am going to a ballet class. What? If you know me at all, you know that I am um, a terrible dancer. I am so uncoordinated. However, dancing is something that I've wanted to do for so freaking long. However, I've always let fear get in the way of trying new things. Oh my God, I can't go to a dance class as an adult. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, that's how I was leading my life. And I'm having so many internal upgrades at the moment, like really working again, constantly on my personal development and really stepping into my own personal power and really overcoming these negative stories and these fear-based beliefs that I have. And like, let's be honest, the only way to do it is like, you can do all the journaling in the world. Absolutely. You can reframe these beliefs, which I've absolutely been doing. But then of course you need to take action. You need to do the thing that actually terrifies you in order to grow. So that's what we're doing today. We are going to a ballet class. So I'll update you guys next week when I record the next episode and I'll tell you how it went. Another fear that I've been really getting over is the whole driving the scooter in Bali thing. That was something that was really 
stopped me from going out and doing things because I was, I was literally afraid to drive the scooter and like can totally see why it's pretty hectic on the road, especially with a lot of the tourists <laughs> when they, you know, there's no rules, even though there are rules, but people don't listen to them. So that was hectic, but I've, I've gotten over that and I'm like, Oh my God, like there's something in this of like really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and, you know, really pushing the boundaries. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to see if I can like semi record the ballet and I'll upload it if I can, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, that's the life update. That's where I'm at. I'm sending you guys out a monthly email with all these sort of updates as well as, you know, tips for your exercise, new recipes, like really sharing my personal development journey and what I'm going through and how I'm working through it to really help you guys and inspire you guys to do the same. I'm not the type of person who will ever tell someone to do something unless I'm willing to do it as well. So if you want those updates in that monthly, I'm calling it like a newsletter, but it's like, it's called behind the scenes of the Fit and Free Academy. Send me a DM on Instagram. So then I can send you through the link so you can receive that email. So coming into today's episode, I'm super excited about this one because this is literally one of the biggest mistakes that I made for the first, you know, I would say five years of my fitness journey because I honestly believed that that's what I had to do in order to change my body composition. And this is this whole concept of burning as many calories as possible with your exercise, you know, constantly checking your watch to see if you've burnt like over 300 calories or then utilizing my watch to making sure that I had burnt enough calories in the day. You know, I was always aiming to like try and burn like 2,800 to 3,000 calories on my watch. And then I would always match that with my nutrition and I would make sure that I was eating like 800 calories underneath it to make sure that I was in that calorie deficit. The thing was, like, I was always striving to do that, always trying to eat, you know, in such a big deficit. No wonder I didn't have my period. No wonder I was lethargic and a moody bitch all the time. No wonder I wasn't seeing results with my body. So in today's episode, we're really going to be breaking it down to why we need to move away from burning calories with our exercise and kind of what we need to do instead in order to actually lose fat and gain lean muscle. So I want to start with the research because there is some clear evidence that using our fitness watch to measure our energy expenditure, it's actually not accurate. And the crazy thing is, it's actually a 2023 research study that came out about this in the accuracy of like Apple watches, Fitbits, and a few other variations of the same thing. So the research showed that it came out with like the Apple watch was actually good at measuring heart rate. The other ones weren't, but it also concluded that all the devices showed poor accuracy of measuring energy expenditure during physical activity. The study even said itself is that You know, healthcare professionals, athletes, coaches, the general population need to be cautious about relying on these devices for measuring energy expenditure for when they're setting up for exercise programs and most important nutrition programs, right? Because if you're not measuring your energy expenditure properly and then you're setting out a certain nutrition based off that, 
that means your nutrition is probably, you know, you're probably going to end up under eating or maybe even overeating. We can talk to both sides of that equation because the way that we're measuring the energy expenditure is not accurate. Another thing that we have to point out here, that there's more research that actually suggests that this mindset of wanting to, you know, burn calories can often lead to cycles of feeling guilt and shame, especially in and around food. It's been proven where individuals who feel compelled to exercise as a form of punishment for overeating or indulging in unhealthy foods can lead to disordered eating behaviors such as the binge restrict cycle. And of course, not only is this like, you know, negatively impacting our metabolism and our hormones, but it's also negatively impacting our emotional well-being. You know, the constant thoughts about food, the constant feelings of eating too much, the constant thoughts of like, holy shit, what am I going to eat at that next meal? Constantly thinking about it. And like the biggest thing that hurts my soul the most is that this way of being, this way of thinking, it turns exercise into a negative thing. And like, I am an exercise physiologist. I studied exercise at uni for four years. We say this all the time, literally, if exercise could be prescribed as a pill, it would be prescribed to everyone because of the benefits that it holds. What it can do for your cardiovascular health, your mental health, your bone health, your muscle mass, right? Like there are so many benefits of exercise. However, when we get into this mindset of I need to do it to burn calories, it puts exercise now in a really negative light. It now turns into something that we have to do, not that we want to do. It turns into something that I'm doing this to punish myself. I'm doing this because I hate what I look like. I'm doing this because I ate all this bad food instead of I'm doing this because I freaking love myself. I'm doing this to feel strong, to feel empowered, to feel confident. Can you see that mindset shift in the difference in both of those things? When we are burning calories without exercise, it turns out to be like this means to an end. And when we're constantly focusing on this, right, it leads to like an unhealthy level of exercise intensity, which of course, it's going to increase the risk of injury. It's going to increase the risk of overtraining. It's going to increase the risk of burnout. So overall, like we're doing this thing because that's what we think we have to do in order to change our body composition. But in turn, what it's actually doing is making it worse. It's putting our body in such an unhealthy state because we are overtraining. We are increasing our cortisol levels. We are interfering with our hormones. And the crazy thing is, is that like, we're still not happy with what we look like. So my question is here is like, what's the point? So we've already spoken to the fact that number one, the fitness watches aren't reliable. And number two, it cultivates this unhealthy relationship with food and exercise and the last thing I want to speak to is like actually why it's not working and actually why you're not losing fat and you know toning up your body by burning lots of calories with your exercise and the reason why is because you're focusing on the wrong thing if you want to tone up your body toning your body means having muscle 
And if you're constantly focusing on burning calories, which ultimately means burning off the food that you're eating, how do you think that you're ever going to build muscle so that you can get definition in your body? It's like you're using up all the fuel the body literally needs to build your muscles up so that you get the definition in them. So really, I I understand and I get it because I made this mistake as well. Like it makes sense of like, oh yeah, the more calories I burn, like the leaner and more defined and more toned I'm going to be. However, if you're not exercising in the right way in terms of resistance training, increasing that lean muscle mass, then your body is not going to look toned. What's going to happen is you're constantly going to be fluctuating in your body weight in terms of how much body fat you have. But the problem is, is that your body composition isn't changing. So like, you know, you'll lose weight, you'll lose fat. And then what will happen? You'll gain it again because you're not focusing on like body recomposition. You're actually focusing on just trying to lose weight. I've got so many episodes in and around this. So if you want to go back to the skinny fat episode, there, I really break it down to what's happening in terms of you're focusing on the wrong thing. I'm not going to speak to that today. Now I really wanted to speak to like some of the biggest mindset blocks that I see active women having in and around shifting their mindset in terms of moving away from burning calories to being able to choose the right exercise that's actually in alignment with their goals. But there's just a few things that's stopping them from getting there. So I'm going to speak to the most common mindset blocks that I see all the time. And the first one is that I don't want to lift weights because weights will make me look bulky. And I get this because like, you know, we see people who are lifting weights and it's the classic, you know, hectic bodybuilders in the gym that are like, ooh, like huge and buff and bulky. However, like the way that they got there, most likely (laughs) the really big guys is through performance enhancements. (laughs) Is that the right word? I don't know. (laughs) However, there is ample research now that's coming out suggesting that weightlifting does not necessarily make you bulky. Instead, what it can do is help you build that lean muscle mass, which can lead to a toned and sculpt physique. A study published in the journal of strength and conditioning research in 2013 found that women who lifted weights for eight weeks increased their strength and their lean muscle mass, but did not increase their body fat or overall body mass. This study, the participants lifted weights twice a week, performed exercises like bench press, squats, and deadlifts. So ladies, if you are afraid of going in and lifting weights because you're afraid of getting bulky, what you need to remember is that fat holds up more space than what muscle does in your body. So the smallest and leanest you'll ever be is when you have the most muscle mass. And this is when I talk about body recomposition in terms of having more muscle tissue than fat tissue. So you actually get that lean toned fit physique that so many people are looking for. And that's why we have to flip this switch of, okay, I'm not exercising to burn calories anymore. I need to exercise in a way and eat in a way that's going to help me change my body composition in terms of building lean muscle. 
And we know that is not through burning calories because we need those calories to build the muscle, like I already explained. That's through resistance training, through progressive overload, following a program. That's the type of exercise we need to be focusing on. The next mindset block that I see all the time is gym anxiety. And like, if you're feeling this way, it is absolutely a thing. I definitely used to have gym anxiety. I used to struggle with it a lot. But now I'm evidence for you guys that if you push through your fears and through the barriers and through the blocks, that you can absolutely walk into a gym with pure confidence. Often gym anxiety is stemming from a fear of judgment. And it makes complete sense, right? Like you haven't gained the skill yet of being able to complete all your compound lifts in the gym. So number one, you're in a foreign environment. Number two, there's so many people around you who like, you know, you look at them and you perceive them as like knowing what they're doing. So then you're afraid that they're going to look at you and be like, oh my God, they're going to judge you. And then three, I want to speak to as well is our perfectionism mindset can come in and destroy us because recovering perfectionists over here as well, I I feel you in this. It's that, you know, with a perfection mindset, it's like you don't want to try anything unless you know you're going to be good at it. You're afraid to make mistakes because of what you make those mistakes mean about yourself. This is how I struggled with this for so long. It's because, well, if I'm not good at this, that means that I'm not good enough. If I'm not good at lifting in the gym, that means that I'm shit. And if we get focused and stuck in this particular mindset, in our perfectionism, it's going to hold us back from doing so many things. It's because it's with this mindset, it turns into a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset. Because at the end of the day, it's like you have to learn how to do everything and everything, right? From the day you were born, you were learning how to do something. When you're a baby and you're crawling and like, you know, you're trying to get up, trying to stand up, but you just weren't there yet. Imagine if you stopped trying. Imagine if you stopped trying because you told yourself that you were shit. You told yourself that you weren't good enough, so you should stop trying. I don't think you would be walking right now if that was the case. And that's the thing with the gym as well. We're telling ourselves that we're shit because we're not as good as everyone else that's already in there. We're telling ourselves that we're shit because we're not exactly where we want to be with our fitness yet. We're not fitting into what society deems as beautiful yet. So then we make us wrong. We shame ourselves for going through the learning overwhelming phase. We shame ourselves for not being there yet. So what happens is this negative self-talk can literally perpetuate our anxiety and make it even more difficult to overcome. So what the hell do you have to do in order to actually move through this? Is number one, we have to realize that it's okay to be shit. (laughs) It's okay to be bad at something. It's okay Do you need to go through the learning phase of anything? You have to ride the wave, right? Think about times when you've learned anything. Maybe it was learning, you know, to get your pen license. I got rejected so many times of my lead pencil wasn't up to like the right, it wasn't neat enough in order to transition to the pen. Driving a car, driving around and failing my piece three times, (laughs) right? Imagine if we gave up. 
The same with the gym. So what we have to do is reframe these negative thought patterns and what we're saying and making it all mean about ourselves. What our ego is coming in, literally, our ego is coming in for protection. Your ego doesn't want you to feel embarrassed. Your ego doesn't want to feel shit. You know, doesn't want to feel that you're not good enough. And that's where we have to come in and we have to acknowledge our ego and be like, thank you. I appreciate you. However, I'm good. I'm going to go up and do this squat, even though I'm in this foreign environment and I think people are judging me, even though they're not. But, you know, we have to acknowledge that that's how you're feeling. You can just say there that they're not, but that doesn't necessarily always just, you know, shut the ego up. The ego is still loud, even though you tell yourself that people aren't looking. (laughs) Okay. So this is where we really have to focus on reframing your thoughts and your patterns. And this is where you have to take responsibility for doing it in the moment and reframing it. Instead of, oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm shit. Like, I don't know how to do this squat. I'm terrified. We reframe it to, I'm shit at this. And that is okay because I'm learning. You can see how we use positive reframes to not necessarily be like, no, not not everyone's looking at me. It's okay. Acknowledging where you're at in that point in time and then being like, okay, I'm actually okay. I'm actually safe. This is not a dangerous environment, even though my ego is telling me that it absolutely is. But I need to go through this phase in order to get to where I want to be. And this is where you have to practice self-compassion. You have to be compassionate to yourself. You have to be kind. Because it's really easy for the ego to come in and, you know, for the negative self-talk to come running at you like a, you know, a bull in a china shop. Like she's loud. She's there. What you need to do is start treating yourself like you treat your friends. Start talking to yourself how you would talk to your best friend. Would you tell your best friend that she's shit and she's not good enough because she doesn't know how to squat? I didn't think so. And then another advice and tip for you guys here is we need to stop focusing on day to day. We are in a world of like instant gratification, right? Like we feel shit and we can easily, you know, go to food and self-soothe ourselves. We can easily just numb out and watch a TV show. We can easily go to a friend and they can talk up our ego and we can get that boost, right? Like there's, if we feel shit, we can immediately make ourselves feel better by like numbing and soothing out our emotions. If we get stuck in this thinking like day to day like this, this is, you know, a big red flag that you're going to self-sabotage. Because if you're not good enough, if you're not getting that instant gratification, if you're not feeling really good in that moment, in that day to day, then what might happen is you're going to give up. You're not going to see the results in, you know, a week. So you go into those mindsets of what's the point? I'm not perfect. So what's the point? And I just wanted to bring this up because it's such an important thing when it comes to gym anxiety, because it's feeding into those beliefs, right? Like, oh, we're not there yet. We're not perfect. We're not good enough. Well, then what's the point of going to the gym? Instead of like, we need to start looking at this stuff like long term. We're looking at this stuff from, you know, transitioning from day to day to month to month. 
And I'm even going to say out we're looking at this stuff from like six months to six months because that's when we're going to see the real transformations. That's when we're going to see real change in our body, when we build the habits, when we build the muscle because that takes freaking time. When we stay consistent, and I get it, consistent doesn't sound sexy. However, that's what we need to build. Another thing I just wanted to speak to today with gym anxiety is ask for help. There's people walking around the gym, like the people at the front door. Ask them to help you. This is the point where we get to put our ego aside and be like, oh, I need a little bit of help with this. I'm going to ask someone. And I can imagine if someone asked you, what would you say? Yeah, of course. Right? So don't be afraid. Utilize the people around you. Utilize the gym staff and ask them. Just be like, oh, I'm just unsure to how to move this seat. Because literally, that's what happens. We get up to a machine. We're like, oh, my God, how do I do this? Oh, my God, how do I adjust the seat? Oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. (laughs) Guys, I get it. I feel you. I've been there. However... Moving through these shifts and mindset blocks is really going to help you. The next mindset block that I want to speak to is this whole idea that we believe that doing more exercise, doing more burning calories is going to equal weight loss. It's going to equal our body composition. I was thinking about this and how I wanted to go about it. And I was reading through some research and I was like, yep, this is it. I found this study, which is super fascinating to me, and it's this whole concept of compensation. So I'm not necessarily talking to metabolic adaptation. This is something a little bit different. So when we exercise, we burn energy, we burn calories, right? Calories are energy. But the thing is, is that our bodies actually have a way of adjusting to the extra activity that we're doing right? So if we're like, you know, you're going to the gym and, you know, maybe you perceived your strength session wasn't hard enough. So then you would go for a run, right? So you're burning all these calories with your exercise. So like, you know, you're having that tick in your brain. What is actually happening on a day-to-day basis is when we do that, the body actually compensates for that. So it actually burns fewer calories when you're not exercising. This is known as energy compensation. A new study looked at a lot of data from adults who go about their normal lives and found that energy compensation happens to most people. On average, our bodies compensate for about 30% of the extra calories we burn from exercise by burning fewer calories when we're not exercising. So only 72% of the extra calories we burn from exercise actually make a difference into how many total calories we burn in a day. The other thing that this study showed is that the amount of energy compensation can be really different depending on people's body size and shape. And this is really important to speak to because like if you don't have a lot of body fat, then this is definitely going to be affecting you is that the information shows that increasing exercise alone may not always lead to weight loss or maintaining a healthy weight. So it's crazy, right? Like we think we're doing all the right things in terms of burning so much exercise, but then think about it. How are you actually feeling in the afternoon? 
what are your energy levels like, right? And that's the thing. That is the compensation of your body compensating for all the calories that you burnt in the morning. It's then going to affect your NEAT in the afternoon. So if you know, you smash yourself in the morning and then in the afternoon you're like, oh my God, I need that third coffee just to get through the day, then hello, this absolutely might be happening to you. And therefore all that grueling work that you're doing is not actually maybe making you help you reach your goal. The other thing that I need to speak to here is that once you understand our total daily energy expenditure, like what makes up what we burn in a day, you'll learn, and I actually did an episode about this, about understanding your metabolism, is that exercise, like planned exercise, not our daily movement, our exercise that we plan into our schedule, our exercise activity thermogenesis, only accounts for about 5 to 10% of our total calories that we are burning in a day. That's nothing, right? So that's the thing. We're putting this so much emphasis on this one thing that we are perceiving, that we believe is going to help us change our body composition, when in reality, it's actually doing the opposite. And this is this whole concept that we can really speak into of burning off your food. Because we can break this down really well, right? Like, say, let's use myself as an example, okay? Obviously, don't compare what I eat to you because we're different. I'm taller. I've got a different body composition. I'm maybe older, might be younger than you, you know? It depends. There's so many factors that go into it. We're just using this as an example. The example is, is that my maintenance calories sits about 2,400, depending on what I'm doing in the day, right? We think about, okay, cool. I've got 2,400 calories to play with. That is a lot of food. Let's take a Magnum ice cream for an example, okay? Magnum ice cream is about, you know, 250 calories per ice cream, 250 to 300 calories for the ice cream, Right? There was a version of me who was like, I have to go for a run if I eat this. I have to go do a hit session if I want to eat this, right? That's the uneducated version of myself. That's the skinny fat version of me, right? The new fit food freedom version of me understands that I burn 2,400 calories every single day. 250 calories, 300 calories still leaves me with like, 2,100 calories for my daily intake. Do you know how much food that is? You probably do. It's a lot, right? So this is this whole concept of like needing to work off your food. When you actually understand energy expenditure and how much your body actually is burning, you can realize, oh my God, I actually don't need to burn off my food. And burning off my food is actually moving me further away from my weight loss goal because of compensation, because of not recovering properly, because I'm taking the calories away from my muscles that I need to build it to get lean. All of the things, right? So that is it. That is everything that I'm speaking to today. If you want to know how to achieve, like what to do in terms of losing fat and gaining lean muscle with your exercise, jump over. I've done a few episodes about it now. Scroll down. There's a few. There's a skinny fat episode. There's one that I did at the beginning, really early on. It was like the best type of exercise you need to do in order to reach your body goals. And then also I've spoken about it in how to grow your glutes in 2023. 
right? So there's lots of episodes that are going to help you, support you on that journey of like what you actually need to do in order to reach your body goals. Let me know what you guys think of this one. Send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing it. If you found this helpful, if you found it valuable, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story so I know that you're listening and so that you can really help me reach more people to help people literally break free of these crazy diets, crazy exercise routines in order to achieve their body goals. Thank you for being here. I love you always and I'll see you next week. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals